0: You are now about to enter, now, 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 now about to enter Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. Enter, enter, no. Featuring world renowned dog trainer and host of Animal Planets, it's me with a dog, Victoria Stillwell. Now, here's Victoria Stillwell and her co host, Holly Furfer.
1: Well, you found us the inaugural version of Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. I'm Holly Furfer alongside Victoria Stillwell.
2: How are you doing, Vic? I'm very good, thanks. Very exciting? Yes, I'm very excited about this.
1: Our first podcast. Now, we don't know what we're going to do. We
2: have no plan. We're just here. And I'm excited to talk a lot about dog issues. I'm excited to actually be working with you now, Holly Furfa. We've become good friends. We have become good friends. This is the time you rescued us from our monstrous mutts. Yes. Actually, so- that's the name of the episode of the show, that we did with you on It's Near the Dog. Yes. And I have to say, it was quite an experience. And, you know, you guys were great. You and your husband, Sean, <laughs> except I Sean. That. I have to say that Sean, well, he's not the laziest owner that I've ever met. But really? He is, no, he is one of them. <laughs> because I made him, you know, because he obviously, you know, he doesn't walk the dogs. ever. Right. So I had said, okay, he has got to get out and walk the dogs. Now, let me ask you, that was about a year ago. Nope. Is he what? He's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Nope. And let me in full disclosure tell you um, that my dogs, Cashmere and Barnsley, I have an American Bulldog pit mix and a black and tan Coon Hound. And uh, the the Bulldog uh, pit bull mix was causing problems. She was chewing up everything. She was escaping from the yard. And Victoria and it's Amir the dog came to help us. And uh, you did a great job with us, and I want you to know, for the record, they are good. We are good. 98% fixed. We have little slips here and there, of course. Um, and since then, we've become really good friends uh, since our monstrous mutts episode. But um, yeah, no, Sean does not walk the dogs, um, but he's good to them. He plays with them a lot. And I, actually, it's kind of cool because in my neighborhood, my neighbors, a lot of my friends have dogs. So we actually, around four or five o'clock every day, make it a neighborhood thing where we socialize, walk the dogs, walk the kids. Um, and it's kind of fun to get away from my husband to do it for an hour. The only problem is I have two dogs, so I really have no place to hold my white wine spritzer, so I just have to wait till I get home.
2: But but it's actually fun. Do you know why, why is, what is it about husbands not wanting to walk the dogs? Cause I'm the main dog walker in my house and really yeah, my husband's a workaholic. So mm-hmm. he does, he does, but he works from home and, and you, you could say that he could take out you know, half an hour, or an hour out of his day to go walk the dog. So I'll come home at the end of the day and he still won't have walked the dog. And I don't get it. You know, I'm the dog trainer here. I'm telling other people, <laughs> you've got to take your dog out. Why isn't my husband listening?
1: And you know, in my mind though, I have an image of your dog, your chocolate lab, Sadie, um, even though I know she needs to go for walks, like she's perfect. She sits on her bed all day long till you come home and then she, you know, greets you at the door and says hello and, you know, she wipes her feet when she comes in and she offers you a
2: drink and, you know, she goes and sits there. Like, I just have this vision because you're the world-renowned dog trainer i have to say she is pretty perfect i mean she has these few little little things but then you know she she's just a wonderful dog she's she's a a beautiful heart and that's why that's why i love her so much my daughter alex just adores her <clears throat> she's the only sibling that i think she's gonna have you know she i think alex has knows that she's not gonna have a brother or sister or a human brother or sister but her dogs are her brother and sister so she does have a sister called sadie except she's brown and Fairy. And I love the fact that you say that you have problems because this is what this podcast is all about for me. This podcast isn't going to be just about dogs, even though a lot of the content is, mm-hmm. but um, it's going to be a lot about celebrities. It's going to be a lot about the TV world. Um, I want to give my um, uh, our listeners mm-hmm. uh, some real insight in what goes into filming a TV program. We're going to talk about a lot of different animal issues and we're going to have fun. And I'm so excited to have you doing this with me. I want to give you a quiz on celebrity dog <laughs> questions.
1: Oh, I'm all about celebs. You know, yeah, I get people. Yeah. Okay, These are celeb- Us Weekly, Life and Style. style celeb dogs okay okay
2: yeah and some of them are really easy and some of them are not so easy and okay. I, I, i'll be really impressed if you know some of them um it took it took me a while to, to to find some of these out but um i actually oh, no. learned a lot so okay first of all i'm really going to start with an easy one all right in fact, i don't know, even know why i'm asking you this but i'm going to ask you just
1: to make me feel good kind of keep me yeah off kilter yeah I, I can do this okay
2: so number one what was the name of dorothy's dog in the wizard of oz oh toto okay, okay good i go. feel smart yeah all right that's one. it. one who's here we go, number two. Chewbacca was inspired by George Lucas's what? <gasps> I'm no. gonna say horse. Uh-uh. <laughs> actually, his Alaskan Malamute, Indiana. But aren't they white Malamutes? No, they can. They're, they're sort of white, black, gray. Wow. Some of the, yeah, it was inspired. Okay. Yeah, didn't exactly look. Come on. Who knew? Well, okay. Think outside <laughs> the box. <Yeah. laughs> oh dear, all right. Moving swiftly on. Okay, I'm going to get a little British on <laughs> okay. you here. All right, um, all I right. Did. What breed of dog does Queen Elizabeth II favor? Corgi. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am an Anglophile. I know everything about the Queen <laughs> because I did want to marry Prince Charles, even you though he looks did? a little odd. Yeah. Can I just say I did meet Prince Edward? <gasps> and what's I, he like? I met Prince Edward when I was 21. I used to work backstage. Um, uh, as a dresser for Les Miserables in London. Wow. Yeah, and I met him. It was actually the first year, Les Miserables' first year party, now and he, he was there.
1: He's the prince that you don't really hear a lot. He married that Sophie girl, and yeah. then you don't know anything.
2: No, I think they they, they they do their royal duties, but then I also think they try and have quite a, a, a normal life, as normal as you can be, being a royal. But I have to say, he was a very nice guy, and he was working for Andrew Lloyd Webber at the time hmm. with a really useful company. Wow. So, yeah, well, that, that was my only... Um,
1: was he married or engaged at the time no he were wasn't you, were you
2: i know not that i don't love your husband van but come on you could have <laughs> been in you i could know. have been actually and and we actually did talk for quite a long time mm-hmm. um yeah and he had he did say I, I i'd like to meet you again but i was so mm. flushed with excitement that um <laughs> i i didn't take him up on his offer and uh, true story true story went home told my mother and she was angry she was like you should have you should have gone after him you should have and gone then, home with him yes, take her you she's yours she would, she would have, uh, sorry to my husband, but I think she would have loved the fact if her daughter was a princess, but there you go.
1: And it would have been great because we could have broken up that sort of inbreeding, God love them, but you know, <laughs>
2: yeah. you know there's a reason Prince Charles, bless his heart, yeah. looks like he does. Okay. I don't know if he'd like. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, okay, we're going to move swiftly on, but this okay. still is going to, I love queens, mm-hmm. I do. All right, what kind of dogs did Queen Victoria favor?
1: Oh, I think she had, okay, if you look at her, I bet she would have had like whippets. Like those mm-hmm. tall dogs that were skinny with the long nose. Yeah,
2: whippets were more sort of Yorkshire, oh. Yorkshire farmers, Yorkshire working men. That then she had, um, she had labs. No, Pomeranians. They come from Germany, and um, she because because the royal po- the royal family actually descended from from a German line. That's as right, it because were. one of
1: Henry. I know this because I've been watching the Tudors yes. on Showtime, and one of the, Henry VIII's wives was from germany
2: right there you go oh, gosh, played by yes, joss Stone, least. by the way who was right. fantastic oh boy, well, i haven't got there yet but yeah, oh, oh, yeah, sorry, no, it i'm sorry i'm not anyway so i think killed. we're being told to, to get on with it because we're just going <laughs> off on tangents. okay there we go all right can i uh, uh, a couple more what breed of dog appeared in the film oliver and what was his name
1: <gasps> well it had to be like a benji scruffy dog because oliver was the street urchin right have uh, you uh, not seen that film when did you last see that was, film god when i was like in fifth grade couldn't you have asked me who was in Peter Pan? Because I know that one's a big dog. Um, I'm gonna say he had um, a Basenji.
2: <laughs> what in Victorian London? Way, no. Who you? No. Okay. <laughs> his, he was called an English. It's an English bull terrier called Bullseye.
1: So is, is it like um what was that pit bull that was in the Bud Light dog? What was his name? Spuds Spud, Spud, McKenzie. Yeah. Is that the
2: dog? Yeah. Uh, well, not actually the dog. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The same. For the Please. record.
1: When I first fell in love with you, Victoria Well, is when you did that show, It's Me or the Dog, with the bulldog that looked, the, the pit bulldog that looked just like Spuds McKenzie who I had a humping problem. And I me, thought yeah, that was chaos. it. Chaos. Yeah, that um, is one to, of the best episodes ever if you yeah. haven't seen it you've got to find it it's a 30 know, minute episode the, the
2: camera one really wanted to um they wanted me to show my legs after that <laughs> and i don't want to show my legs to everyone i even hate wearing a bathing costume i ain't gonna show my legs but but they wanted to fill my legs after that because they were black and blue <gasps> i was humped so much by that <laughs> damn dog that my legs oh, had my were black and blue and purple from the thigh right down to the ankle it was disgusting yeah right yeah yes oh my god God. okay this is uh anyway um yeah bless chaos and moving swiftly on um and chaos was his name by the way chaos and he was chaotic bless him um all right and this is gonna be your last question okay what was the first because i'm doing so well yes no you are i'm quite impressed what was the first dog film star called Like the name of the dog? Yeah, the first one. The first really famous dog. Rin Tin Tin. (gasps) You got it. I got it. I am somebody. (laughs) I'm very impressed with you, Holly Furfer. I'm very impressed. And you know what? From now on, each time, each podcast, the the quiz is going to be on a different theme. Okay. So I think because you're so good, I'm going to make it harder (laughs) for you next time. So. Uh, yeah. All right, bring it, sister, bring it. All right, right, will do.
0: Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Did you know dogs that are left alone for long periods howl because they're lonely? The purpose of the howl in the wild is to gather the pack so they can face impending danger together. The group howl is also a type of bonding experience. No. So- you don't have to shut it off. Just turn the volume down a little bit.
1: Welcome back to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. I'm Holly Ferfer and one thing that I know that you're doing is this North Carolina Puppy Mill Awareness Day. And it's very important um, that we're going to talk about puppy mills because I have so many questions. I, I think I know what a puppy mill is, but I'm not really sure. I mean, hey, a bunch of dogs live together, and you know, you shouldn't buy a dog from a puppy mill. But what exactly is a puppy mill, and why are you trying to let people know this is not a great
2: thing? A puppy mill is a mass breeding facility, basically to provide puppies for mass market. And it's rather like warehouse, a big warehouse full of dogs, cage upon cage upon cage of breeding bitches with their puppies. Uh, The sad thing about it is that millions actually, millions of puppies are bred this way in this country. And they're not bred for any concern for health or temperament at all. And they're kept in these wire cages until they're taken to be sold on the internet or in newspapers or in pet stores. And they receive very, very little socialization, which is very bad for a dog. A dog needs to have human handling from the time it's born. If it doesn't get that, then it can have a real problem coping in a human world. Not only that, a lot of these dogs are very, very sick because Mm -hmm. puppy millers don't care about and they don't give their dogs veterinary care. So these dogs are compromised. You've also got the breeding bitches that are bred twice a year Mm. and they're bred again and again and again. They never see the outside world at all. They only see the world of their cage. And so you'll have dogs that are rescued there that are made, maybe have bred for eight years. Wow. And they don't actually know how to walk on grass because they've never been outside. Their feet are splayed because they walk on wire cages. They toilet where they eat, they toilet where they sleep. So therefore the stench is disgusting. <laughs> the environment breeds disease. And so a lot of these dogs come compromised. People buy these dogs because it's the R factor. Have you ever been to a pet store? Have you ever walked past a pet store, seen the puppies in the window, and you go, oh, how gorgeous, how cute. People go in there and they buy them for thousands of dollars, not realizing that they've come from terrible places like puppy mills. Millions of dogs, as I said, are bred this way. But the fact is, we've got such a huge pet overpopulation as it is, Mm -hmm. with at least 6 million dogs and cats being put down every year because they're on enough homes. So the puppy mills are adding to this. And whilst dogs are suffering from neglect and abuse and are suffering horrible, horrible lives, the puppy millers are getting very very rich so until people get smart until they stop buying from pet stores until they stop buying from dodgy websites on the internet until they stop buying from classified sections of the newspapers these puppy millers are going to get richer and richer and richer every single time one of these puppies is bought that person perpetuates the problem
1: and then i would imagine it also leads to this overpopulation problem because someone buys a dog from a pet store that came from a puppy mill. It's got behavioral problems. It's got medical problems. And what do they do? They turn it to a shelter.
2: They turn it to a shelter. And actually, you know, if they didn't buy the puppy from a pet store, they could have gone to a shelter and rescued one of the animals because unfortunately the shelters are completely overwhelmed. Loads of dogs are being euthanized every year because there just aren't enough homes available. So I really want to make it my mission with going up to North Carolina with Puppy Mill Awareness Day to be able to spread awareness to the general public. Do not buy a puppy from a pet store. Be very careful if you buy it from a so-called breeder from the internet. Mm -hmm. Do not buy it from a classified section of, of the magazines or newspapers. Do go to your local rescue shelter. If you're looking for a breed, there's breed rescues as well. And I'm hoping throughout this podcast or these these future podcasts that we'll be able to direct you to great shelters, to great breed-specific rescues so that you can go a- and adopt. Do not buy, adopt instead.
1: Why North Carolina? Why are you heading up there? And why is Pu- uh, Puppy Mill Awareness Day there?
2: In North Carolina, we're trying to get legislation changed so that it actually limits the amount of dogs that can be bred and limits the amount of dogs that a puppy mill can own uh, a a breeder can own Um, and it's important legislation and state by states is happening as awareness spreads but really what we also need as well as legislation is for people to be able to inspect these places, to make sure that when the laws are passed, that these puppy millers are adhering to the laws. There just isn't enough people to go around. And and that's what we've got to get to really get this problem under control.
1: So what can anybody listening to this podcast do to help protect
2: these dogs and prevent puppy mills? Well, first of all, if you're thinking of getting a dog, please go to a rescue shelter and don't buy from a pet store. Also, you know support if you can't be there to actually march and to help us um, on these puppy mill awareness days then support using um, either with funding or spreading awareness yourselves to your friends to your family because it's amazing how many people even with all of the media now covering puppy mills it's amazing how many people just still don't know and it doesn't matter who you are from what background you're from a lot of people still don't know and we need to be able to spread the would. I saw
1: online, there's actually a really um, dramatic piece of video. In North Carolina, some, um, some of the authorities actually raided a puppy mill, and it's on the Humane Society's website. And for anybody I recommend who hasn't seen something like this or doesn't really get the whole puppy mill to see that video, and I think we're going to put a link on your website, uh, www.positively.com slash podcast. We'll put a link there to this video from the Humane Society where you can see exactly these dogs, what conditions they're living in, when they pull them out, what they're like. And uh, also we'll put up a link that you can go to so you can get to awarenessday.org where you can get all the information that you need on what needs to be done to ban puppy mills to prevent this from happening. And, as of course, as always, you can go to positively.com slash podcast and get any kind of information, email questions, um, and let people, let your friends and neighbors and your family know because, like you said, it's, it's going to be a grassroots movement to do this because there isn't enough help out there when it comes to authorities. We need to take control.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want the wool pulled over people's eyes anymore. I want, I want you to be smart. I want them to be open now so you really know what's going on.
1: One thing that was interesting that you and I had talked about before just in casual conversation is that you have to be careful to
2: about puppy mills because they're getting smart and crafty oh yeah the puppy millers are getting smart they they know now that you know their their awareness is spreading so that um and this is this applies to the backyard breeders as well there's people that actually aren't classed as puppy mills but they're just breeding to get money as well Mm -hmm, right um and so you know they know the thing when there's a whole list of what to look for and i think we're going to cover this in future podcasts with what do you do if you really want to get a puppy and you don't want to go to a rescue shelter and you are going to go the breeder route um, what, are you, what are you going to do? Well, there's a whole list of go to the breeder's home, make sure you see the puppies with the mother, um, make sure that you question the breeder, get a health certificate. So what these puppy millers are doing is that they are taking their breeding bitches out of the puppy mills, putting them in homes of friends mm-hmm. with the puppies and then there's a beautiful environment isn't it right. and then they're providing phony paperwork and so you have to get really smart and I think you need to get um, veterinarian references about these breeders that you're going to you need to get references from other dogs other puppies that have been sold to other people and you, you 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 need to you can get a lot of indication from the environment and actually from the breeder itself is this person concerned about where their puppy's going to it does this person have a lot of information and really Really check out and question them about the health tests that puppy has. Any good breeder is going to give all the the relevant health tests that that particular breed of dog needs.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just to- there is a breed of American bulldog called the Antebellum Bulldog, developed by the Maxwell family of Darien, Georgia, under the strict guidelines of the Animal Research Foundation. It's a breed of working dog developed for catching livestock and protecting family and property. They were heavily used immediately after the Civil War to help in the rebuild of operation of plantations in the timber business. Welcome
1: back to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. I'm Holly Furfer. A very popular part of your website, Ask Victoria. So many people have questions. I would imagine that even when you're out and about with your daughter or having dinner, people want
2: to stop you and ask their dog questions. They do every day. And, you know, I always think, well, I'm going to give them time because they've had the guts to come up and ask me. And I love the fact that they're watching my show. So I'm going to try and answer their question.
1: I love it. And that show is It's Near the Dog on Animal Planet, which is fantastic. Uh, okay, so then let's get to it, because uh, I've got a bunch of emails in my hand, and first one is from Carla Green, and she wants to know, how do I train my puppy to go by the door when he needs to go to the bathroom?
2: Well, you know, I actually, this is a difficult one, and the reason why it is, is because if you train your dog to actually tell you when it needs to go out, dogs get very smart, and they go, okay, I if I want to go outside, all I have to do is go and either... Ring a bell or sit by the door or whine at my owner. And then you find out that puppy or dog does it again and again and again and <laughs> again and again, yeah, again. They're smart. And they're smart, and because they want to go outside, so you're getting up and taking them out 15 times a day. So I like to put any dog or pup on a schedule so that I know when they're going to toilet. So a feeding schedule, a walking schedule, and an actually just potty break schedule. I think is the way to really make sure that your dog gets out enough to be able to toilet outside and not in your home. So you don't have the problem of your dog learning. This is the way that I get her attention.
1: So you're conditioning them. They're not conditioning you.
2: Yes, exactly. And you're getting your dog on a schedule so that you really know when your dog is going to toilet, just like people We have our times when we toilet, for example, when we wake up in the morning or before we go to bed. No, it's true, isn't it? It's the same with people, so it's the same with dogs. Get them on a schedule, and then you're not going to have all this fuss. Okay,
1: next question is from Kim Butler. And Kim says, why does my German Shepherd always chase his tail? Sometimes he just goes around and around in circles. He's 18 months old. He could come back from a long walk, and it starts as soon as we get home. I've I've also known why we're walking him when he's running about. He'll just go round in circles. So apparently her dog is a little fixated.
2: Yeah, now that sounds like a bit of a compulsive disorder. And uh, uh, dogs that do chase their tails, when it becomes compulsive like this, that's cause for concern. could be a, a medical condition. I always say if your dog starts to develop um, a, a weird behavior like this, take them to see your veterinarian. It could be that something there's something painful or... Um, the dog isn't well. Something has happened to create this kind of behavior. But it does sound to me like there's some sort of compulsion disorder here. Um, and the most important thing with compulsion disorders is that you need to, to try and divert the dog, give the dog something else to do other than chase its tail. Because what can happen is that the dog will spend its whole day chasing its tail. Wow. It can be an anxiety problem as well. So, um you need to be able to... Um, it's good that she's doing exercise. And, of course, this, that, that breed needs a lot of exercise. Mm-hmm. But really break the habit. So w- when you come home after the exercise, if there are certain times that you know the dog is going to begin to chase the tail, give the dog a Kong with um, some food in it, a, a treat ball with some food in it, a, an interactive toy of some sort that your dog can get... All of that child chasing, chasing out onto something more positive. Try to interrupt the behavior when you see it and give the dog something else to do. That will help break that. But it's it's a hard behavior to deal with. I would
1: imagine. Yeah. And I also want to add in here, Victoria, that if people have questions for you, anyone else has issues, similar or different issue, they can always go to the website, com slash podcast, click on the Ask Victoria button, and then email their question to you, and hopefully you can help them and at least direct them to the right place. Absolutely. Okay, Victoria, here's a question from Mary Weinert. And she says, Victoria, my puppy has the disgusting habit of wanting to eat his own feces. I saw on your show that feeding him pineapple will correct this. My question is, how much per day? I want to keep the sugar he gets to a minimum. Also, how quickly should it work? Thank you. Now, I know she's referring to one of the episodes of It's Me or the Dog where there were some pugs that had that habit and it's gotta be very frustrating as a dog owner.
2: It is frustrating. It's actually a very normal behavior in a dog. In fact, um a mother will actually eat all the feces of her puppies to keep the den clean. Okay. And also, you know, you keep the den clean, the den's less smelly and therefore less predators are gonna smell you. So there is actually a really important reason why dogs eat, other dogs poop. But the thing is, that A, it's not acceptable in our society.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. And you
2: really don't want your adult dog doing that. You don't no. want your puppy doing that. So you have, to, you have to stop the behavior. Now, the best way to stop your dog from eating poop is to be around when your dog is pooping. So that you can remove it right away so the dog doesn't form a habit. Because believe you me, it becomes <laughs> habitual very, very fast. Hmm. Now, if you're feeding your dog a low quality food, chances are that food tastes the same after it's come out as it did going in. Oh, gosh. So, hey, you've got double the fun, you've got a double <laughs> oh meal going on here. Sometimes the poop actually tastes really good to the dog. So therefore, you have to get a more nutritious meal, um, a more m- nutritious food that the dog is actually going to feel full after eating so that it doesn't feel like it wants to eat its own poop. Um, the other thing is that sometimes dogs that have been deprived of toys or playing when they have been young and that maybe have been forced to actually use their poop as a plaything, mm. can eat poop when they're older. So there are many different reasons. Now, how do you stop it? Well, first of all is, as I said, to be there. Yeah. But there are things like some stuff you can get from the veterinarian that you can put in a dog's food. Pineapple can work for some dogs but not for all dogs and you only use a very little bit of pineapple. Um, because you, you don't want your dog to get a lot of sugar. Um, sub dogs actually have diarrhea from the pineapple, so that defeats the purpose. Yeah. And if we're going to get graphic here, and why not? Right. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they would actually eat the poop as it was coming out. Oh, gosh. They would follow each other around going, okay, when are you going to go? When are you going to go? It's a real problem. So I would say if the pineapple doesn't work, go to your veterinarian and maybe use some of these things that you can't put in your dog's food. Always be around your dog if you think it's going to poop. The most important thing to do is to stop the habit because once you begin to stop the habit, you give your dog other things to do, great things to eat. Your dog is less likely to eat the poop.
1: Let me ask you, uh, if you can stop the dog as they're going towards that feces, like perhaps you let them get close and then maybe do some kind of behavior to sort of break that behavior yeah, you and can. modify it
2: and in fact with all the four pu- four pugs what i would do is i would, i use the leave it command with them i taught each dog what leave it means that leave it means take your nose away from something so when we saw any of the dogs going towards some poop we asked them to leave it and they did back off but because you've got four pugs pooping all at the same time you kind of forget where they're going right because you can't have eyes on all of them so if we saw that a pug had pooped we would run to that place to put a flag there. Of oh, course. And then run to the other place where the pug was in the middle of pooping to put a flag there. But you have to put flag it so that you know where the dog last pooped. Crazy situation. Wow. Crazy situation.
1: Well, Mary, hopefully that helps your situation. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good yes. one to be in. You're hanging with Victoria Stillwell. We're talking the Victoria Stillwell Positively Podcast. I'm Holly Furfer. And um, I want to know more about you and your celebrity dumb because, you know, we're going to talk Celeb Corner. And we love dirty, salacious, nightmare stories about celebs, don't we? We do. I love it. And um, you actually have had, not only are you your own celebrity, but a touch with celebrity Dumb And uh, Larry David, who is the creator of Seinfeld and also Curb Your Enthusiasm, very funny. You did a, a
2: series with him. Right. Um, I did what's known as the discussions. It's going to be on TV Guide. Curb Your Enthusiasm is going to be aired. All the episodes are going to be aired on TV Guide. And for the last 15 minutes, they're going to have these discussions where celebrities from all over the United States come in and they watch some, maybe two or three of the episodes and they comment. Of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Um, of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Huh. There about four or five celebs. And the moderator is Susie Essman. Who we love. Susie Essman is the greatest character on on uh, *Curb Your Enthusiasm*, and she plays the salacious, talking, <laughs> foul-mouthed wife of uh, Larry's agent, Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. I've
1: learned a few words from Susie Essman. I lived in Detroit for like two and a half years. I thought <laughs> I knew them all, but I actually learned some there. And uh, she's great. I actually, uh, for years, have done radio and TV with CNN, and I did a radio show in Atlanta, and I did a talk show in Atlanta on NBC. And got a chance to meet her, Susie Essman, as well. She wrote a funny book, and she gave a book talk, a, a signing and talked to people. But what was really interesting is that she is that loud mouth sort of, you know, she says all the time, and, you know, that's her, like, you know, term for Jeff Garland. And, and I think it's hilarious that um, she really is uncomfortable. She told me that the first time she did it, and they said, just go ahead and do it, because that show's not scripted. It's all ad lib improv. And so she went off on Jeff Garland, and Larry David said, stop, stop. And she said, what's the matter? And he said, no, no, no. You got to give it more. You got to do more. And she said she felt terrible. So she had to prep herself up and, you know, kind of prepare. And she let loose. And then afterwards, she felt so terrible. But she said there was something really releasing about that, I would imagine.
2: She was, she's, well, she's fantastic on the show. But, um, yeah, she's a very, very funny lady. She was a great (laughs) moderator. But she's a very funny lady. And She told us this story about how on the street, people just come up to her. And ask that, ask her to tell them to go themselves. <laughs> scream at me, please. Yes, scream at me. She's like it's very odd. And then someone need- on the other side of the yeah. street goes, "God, she really is like that." Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she's she she was great. And um, uh, I was on a panel with Jerry Seinfeld. It was great to to, to meet him Ooh, as well.
1: What's he like? Is this, you know, I would imagine he seems like he is in Seinfeld, but is it an actor? Or is that how he is? Well,
2: he's kind of. I I I I feel like I mean I really just sort of talked with him for about half an hour so but he seems a lot quite, of time well it, i guess it is a, a lot of time he's he seems to be quite a laid back a little bit removed um mm-hmm. but a nice guy and again very funny but look okay here we have here i am in hollywood right <laughs> this little dog trainer from wimbledon england
1: whatever little i'm doing air quotes okay, well no well that's
2: yeah okay i'm being hum- humble but and here I am on a pa- panel with Jerry Seinfeld trying to be funny. Now, come on. Not only that, but behind the camera, Larry David oh. is sitting watching this. He's thinking, now, who the hell is this girl sitting up there? Because I don't think he likes dogs. I don't I, I don't even know. I can't imagine but that he yeah, does. Like, who is it? Why have they brought her on this show to talk about my writing?
1: Is he, like, really high strung? Like, I imagine this little kind of tiny mensch, as we say... In Yiddish, kind of walking around, pacing, you know. <laughs> he, he's,
2: he is, from what I saw, exactly as he is on the show. Wow. He wears exactly the same clothes as he does on the show, and but he ended it in, into a discussion with us about what we were talking about the doll episode. I think one of my favorite episodes. What was that one? Um, I don't think I've seen that where where Larry David, um, where Larry David cuts the doll's hair of a friend of his child because the child decides that she wants the doll's hair short rather than long. Oh no. So he helps her cut it and then she comes down crying to her mother saying, "Larry cut my doll's hair and this is this is an expensive doll. You can't get this doll anywhere else." <laughs> so it's how Larry tries to find another doll. Then he finds Susie Esmond's daughter's doll, the same kind of doll steals that doll takes the head off it stuffs it down his pants and gives it to the other girl's (laughs) doll whose hair he cut off it's very convoluted I love it it's a very very funny episode so we talked a lot about that so what did you say what did you have to say about that episode I really can't say it on air Oh, you're going to have to watch okay. well A it's All quite right. rude but you also have to watch you're going to see another side of so me. in other words you held your own I think I held my own <laughs> I, I think I held my own I think I made a few mistakes and I think just Larry was watching me going okay maybe you can stop talking now but <laughs> I, I, you know you have to watch I we'll can't see. wait.
1: Okay, so that's on the TV Guide channel. That's on the TV Guide and channel. And what's it called yes. again? It's called Curb the Discussions. Did any of them have animal questions for you? I can't imagine like having you there as a resource. Did you know Seinfeld go, wait a minute, I have a
2: question? Actually, quite a few of them had uh, animal questions for me. Taraji Henson um, had an animal question. And also Jerry Seinfeld's manager, George Shapiro, who was showing me pictures of his dogs. Now, he, yeah. because he loves his dogs so much, he's passionate about his animals. And he showed me a picture that of, of his first dog that he had when he was a little boy. It oh. was a Boston Terrier. Wait, wait, wait.
1: He carries a picture of his first dog ever? He
2: does. He does. And he... He is just a, a huge dog lover. And for me, you know, that, that, that's it. And I think, it, it, you know, George Shapiro, he's, he's one of the most f- famous managers in mm-hmm. the whole of Hollywood. But dogs bring people together. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody's got a dog story. And, and you know, that's why I love doing what I do because I meet so many fantastic people. And it gets you on the same kind of level.
1: But, but, okay, really, did you not want to just say, let it go? He was your childhood dog, No, I did not want to say, let it go.
2: (laughs) It was was almost made me a little teary.
1: Oh, see, this is why we love Victoria
2: Stilwell. Okay.
1: But, you know, I feel better knowing that celebrities have problems with their dogs, too. I don't feel kind of of so quirky. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, some bad problems. Yeah, that's fine. What about right now? What about right now? What? Did you know the Greyhound
0: is the fastest dog? No. No. It can reach speeds up to 45 miles an hour. Here we go.
1: Welcome back to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. I'm Holly Furfer, and I love the fact that there are so many great dog stories. You see, you know, you go online. I can sit for, I kid you not, days at a time watching YouTube, and just you do a click. You say dog, and so many stories come up. But this one was in the news recently. I don't know if you heard about this dog from Alaska. It was Anchorage, Alaska, and, um, it's an amazing story. This guy, 23 year old Ben Heinrichs was his name. And he had a workshop in his, like, sort of the back part of his house. And he and his dog were there. I don't even know, do I even know the, oh, Buddy. Buddy was the dog's name. Very appropriate. And apparently some chemicals caught fire and started the workshop flaming and he couldn't get out. I don't know why, it didn't say why he couldn't get out, but he needed help. He was able to call 911, but he lived in sort of a remote part of Anchorage. So he said to Buddy, he said to the dog, we need to get help. Just those words, we need to get help. And Buddy goes and runs to the main highway, which was a, quite a bit away and waited for the police. And when he saw the police car coming with lights and sirens, and apparently the police officer said he was having problems with his GPS, he couldn't find the house. So Buddy goes out there and starts barking at the dog, at the car in the middle of the road. And then he barks so much and runs, the cop thought, all right, well, I'm going to follow this dog. He obviously trying to tell me something. And it says that he led him back. I don't even know how long it was, but there was these dark and winding roads to the back where the house was and he saw the flames and was able to get Ben Heinrichs out. Um, He just had some minor burns to his face, but he said this dog saved his life. It is an amazing story how they just know instinctively. And there is a uh, video from the dash cam of the police car. So you see the whole thing with the dog coming to get him and then running to the back and leading him to the house. It is just remarkable. I mean, have you heard of dogs? That... they're, it just amazes me. It's a German mm. Shepherd.
2: Yeah, and you know, obviously German Shepherds are very intelligent, but there are so many stories where where dogs will lead their people away from danger, or will go and alert other people if if their owners are in danger. And this is just an example of it. I mean, I have seen the the, the clip myself, and um, it's going to be put on my my website so that so that anybody who's interested can see can yeah. see this on youtube um it was incredible incredible and i have to say what a smart dog because <laughs> what would have happened if that dog hadn't led the policeman to to the home well they say ben hein- heinrichs would have died because the entire workshop was
1: destroyed and that he was able to get out is amazing and yes uh, on your website slash podcast you have to see it i don't know how he did that but that's amazing just saying we need to get help and the dog's like okay
2: yeah the dog, me, the dog got
1: it yeah like don't be telling your social security number to anybody in front of the dog because you never know you might come home and your bank account's cleared out right. <laughs> anyway <laughs> so this has been great okay victoria we're going to do this often um i know we've taken up so much time but um i've learned a lot good um nothing about the this week but next <laughs> yeah. week you better believe yeah, you've been uh, trying to get time? a lot
2: about <laughs> in. no 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 All i'm right. fascinated that they don't bark i know they don't bark they yodel Oh, wait, they do make a noise. <laughs> they do make a noise. Yeah. Don't don't get a percentage to think, oh, okay, this dog's not going to bark. They yodel. And they... it's a very weird noise. I don't really want to do it on here. I don't, <laughs> I don't think on. I really can <laughs> yodel. Um, but yes, it's a very strange noise. So, All right. Well, then next week we'll talk about Chocolate Labs. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, anyway,
1: thanks so much for hanging out with us. And you're listening to Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. Come back and join us again.
0: Thank you for listening to Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. Check out more information about this podcast by visiting positively.com slash podcast. The theme song for the Positively podcast, Addicted to the Phone by Elio Pace, is available on iTunes or at eliopace.com.